W Sports Nation. Day two at the West Coast Conference Tournament. WCC Player of the Year Kyle Collinsworth joins us live to preview the Cougars opening round game and beyond. BYU Athletic Director and NCAA Basketball Committee member Tom Hummel on football. His busy march and the Cougars in Vegas. And it's game day for BYU women's hoops. Three home runs for a BYU freshman and BYU softball upsets a top 15 team. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's a Friday. BYU Sports Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Let's March go. 4th, live from the Orleans Arena Let's in Las go. Vegas. Hey, pound it, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a bucket there here. We go. got a little hoop set up. Boom! Sir Dunk-A-Lot. What are you going to do now? Th- well, the ball's you down just, there you now. You just lost so the basketball. We got people. They'll get it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how I threw a baseball under a garbage can yesterday and we can't get it? Yeah, so between sessions, um, <laughs> there are four games. Between sessions, we played catch in the parking lot. We just get out of the arena, do something else, right? Errant ball. I'm, I'm not going to say if it was a wild pitch or a pass ball, but anyways, it went under a trash compactor, and so one, it smelled a lot, and two, it, you were in a suit, like looking for. We we gave up. We're going to go to Walmart and get like a two dollar ball. Yeah, unless someone's terrible. in Vegas and they want to bring us a baseball. I feel terrible, man. If you want to bring us a baseball that we can play catch with, because I don't know what we're going to do between sessions to entertain ourselves. I did. We bring have a to fo- like run around like twelve year olds. Well, we have that basketball hoop, and we did bring a football. That's true. Oh, the ball's back. See? I, t- I told you, we have great people here. Steven Enfield, just grab that ball for me. Thank you. Wherever and however you are dialed in on this Friday, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, for one time in his life, finally got a bucket, Jerem Jordan. So I said I was going to shoot a half-court shot, right? Mm-hmm. So I wandered out there. Didn't you know? The, at the end of practice, Melinda Bendall passed me the ball. I said, okay, it's time. There's like two minutes on the clock. So I went out there, and I shot it, and it went in. The first shot. What? Okay, is there video evidence? It there didn't is. happen so unless radio, there's this video evidence. Work, but we're showing it on BYU Radio. One shot, swish. Oh! One shot, swish. It really happened. I and you even rela- got somebody in the stands, like, raising their hands for you. I am related to the Currys. Yeah. We, we tweeted out a video from Snapchat yesterday. Half court, boom. I, <laughs> did, did I win a truck or something? What did I win? How, like, many, how many times? How many shots That was did the you first th- shot. Stop it. And then I sat down because I was like, I shouldn't shoot anymore. I just made the one. Walk off. See ya. Boom. Let's go out on the high. Yeah. Wow. Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Jerem Jordan. Oh, Paul. <laughs> you just put yourself in the same category Buckets. as oh, I, Barry I Sanders it. and Jim Tec- Brown. Well, Tecmo Barry Sanders. Like, pretty good, but not as good as Bo Jackson. You know what I'm saying? No, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun to see the women's basketball team's reaction because they were, they, were they were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was cool. Jerem had a good day. Made it a happens. half-court shot. It was a good day for BYU sports. Survived the first day at BYU. Had a great day. Oh my goodness! Leading us off I, on our I headlines. I kind of started by the way. that for BYU. I think you started it. Yeah. So now you're taking credit for that. Yeah. The karma. <laughs> I gave myself the karma. <laughs> I also gave my Copperhills Grizzlies the karma. By the way, oh, I want to throw I thought that out we were going to avoid it. Copper I thought Hills, we were going to avoid it. Copper Hills beat Lone Peak in the quarterfinals yesterday. Who? That might be the first win over Lone Peak in any sport this, from Copper Hills. This isn't Copper Hills Sports Nation. That Duke commit. His high school career is done, which is kind of sad, right? But Copper Hills could play Bingham and Yoli Childs, BYU basketball signing, tomorrow in the state championship game. Beat Westlake. Let's go. There's your, there's your BYU tie-in right there, Yoli Childs. It's a women's hoops game day for the Cougars. The WCC champs play Pepperdine 3 Eastern. You can watch that game 
live on BYU TV and listen to it on BYU Radio. I'll be on the call with Kristen Kozlowski. Lexi Rydalch needs just 30 points to pass Danny Ainge at BYU and 54 points to become the WCC's all-time leading scorer among either gender. Wow, that's a lot. So that the Ainge could happen today. We'll see. Hey, the baseball team won game one of the three-game series with Kansas 11-10. to 11 to 10. They were up 11 5 going into the ninth. Gave Ooh. up five and survived. So they win. Freshman Kyle Dean hit three homers in the game. That was his, what, ninth game as a Cougar? There's a reason. He's a that, freshman. There's a reason that Mike Littlewood was really excited about getting Kyle Dean to play baseball at BYU. That was so big that Danny Ainge quoted BYU Sports Nation's tweet saying, Yeah, baby, I see you at KDN07. Keep finding a way to win. It was the first three homer game by a player at BYU since 1998. Game two today for Eastern. That's on big coming from Danny Ainge because he, he was a major league baseball player. He played for the Blue Jays, man. Mark Durant's favorite team. Is that really Durant's favorite team? How about that? I think he went on his mission to Toronto or something. Bat flip, Jose Bautista. <laughs> and it's totally cool. What the softball team beat 15th-ranked Arizona 4-2 to on the road for its first win against the top 15 team since 2010. They did it in Tucson. They also beat St. Mary's. Five home runs on the day in those two games. The Sorry. ladies play Arizona again and UTEP tonight starting at 8 Eastern. We joke about Mount St. Mary's so much. I put St. Mary's in there. It oh, that's Mount, right. It was Mount St. Mary's. The... the <laughs> St. Mary's. <laughs> hey, and second-ranked men's volleyball is a game day today as well. Seventh-ranked Hawaii tonight. The 11-match, 33-set sweep streak is on the line. I do not expect BYU to just continue sweeping everybody, but Hawaii has struggled, so I expect BYU to sweep yet again tonight. Yeah, don't confuse St. Mary's with St. Mary's. Yeah, last year BYU played Eastern Kentucky <laughs> in the Marriott Center as well. Rise and shout. Energy's high. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Enter the dragon. It'll be a, a dragon out there trying to do anything he can to, to win. It's just because, you know, I want to play in that so bad. I know my teammates do. And no matter what happens, it's not going to be an effort issue. There's a lot there from the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Primarily, the dragon bit. And we are taking the bait. So let's have some fun with that to fuel our Friday Twitter question. Kyle Collinsworth says he will play like a dragon at the West Coast Conference Tournament. What other animals best describe BYU players? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At uh, BRGRED, Harvey Longy Chameleon. Chameleon. Oh, I see what you did there, Blair. And now he's blue. His like ability it. to switch colors, nicely played. I Blair. like it. That's okay, pretty good. We're off to a good start. Okay, Jaron, pick one athlete, spirit animal. Who's it going to be? Nick Emery is a honey badger. He don't care. He don't care. In Spokane, he had shot terribly, yet in a crucial moment, he hits a big three, right? He struggles, then he goes on the road to Santa Clara, San Francisco, and he kicks butt, right? He scores 68 points in two games. He is a honey badger. He don't care. I had to find this on the internet. I like researched like the tw- top twenty-five most ferocious animals. It's like reading all morning long. Buzzfeed, and I and I found this. No kidding. I'm not going to tell you who the athlete is. I'm just going to read the description. It's a leopard, and this is the description. When most animals are wounded, they run away and hide. Not leopards. When these dangerous creatures are wounded, they become even more dangerous. Mm. Not only that, but they're strong. They drag dead antelopes up trees. Who is this athlete? Who is this athlete? It's Taysom Hill. He's injured, but he's going to come back more dangerous than ever. Leopard. 
who who are the who is the antelope? Arizona? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> anyone in his, in his wake? The Aggies? <laughs> yeah. Well, the last time we played Utah State, that was not yeah bad memory. Well, if he can, he will drag them up a tree. Yes, he will. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Kyle Collinsworth has chosen the dragon for Vegas, and that's fair given what he's accomplished yes. on this court down here. Yeah, and the real question is, like, what dragon? Is it Toothless? Is it Smog? Is it Pete's dragon? What dragon is he referring to? He's going to join us coming up in the show. We're going to ask him what dragon is he thinking. Which dragon? Because there are lots of good dragons. Does he even I, I tend know? To like Toothless a lot. Does he even know those different dragons? He hasn't seen How to Train Your Dragon? I don't That's know. awesome. The second one is really good, too. The Hobbit? Come oh on. Oh, my goodness. I know. He's probably not as nerdy as that. Listen, what's, what's crazy is on the same floor that he tore his ACL two years ago, okay, he also recorded his sixth triple-double, which tied an NCAA record last year in the tournament, and then he went off for one of his greatest games offensively ever against Gonzaga. It was a loss, but he had, what, 28 points against the best Gonzaga team ever? To me, that's the best game that Kyle Collinsworth has ever played. It was better than any of his triple-doubles because it was on a bigger stage. Yes, yes, BYU lost, but he was fantastic in that game. So it's interesting to hear him say, yeah, I'm going to play like a dragon. Because last year, yeah, 28 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists on this court against Gonzaga in a game where yeah, BYU just didn't have enough to win the WCC title. And they want to get back to that. Uh, the dragon is a fun analogy because... They're, they're vicious. They love what they love, which tends to be gold or whatever. And the gold is the championship trophy. So Kyle Collins with using the dragon uh, is an interesting metaphor. He straight up told me after the Gonzaga loss, I love Vegas. And I'm going to play like a beast. And I loved hearing that from him. He will join us in five minutes. Now, in just over 24 hours, the BYU men's basketball team, led by Kyle Triple Dragon Collinsworth, <laughs> will open their tournament run. And a pursuit for the Cougars' first conference tournament championship in 15 years. It's ridiculous. That needs to end now. It opens with a game against Santa Clara, a team BYU has never lost to in conference play, 11-0 right now. And Kyle made sure, as one of the senior leaders, that his team got his message about what he wants to do late in the season. And I told our guys that. I said, this second half of conference, I said, we have to send a message to teams because the next time we see this team, we'll be in Vegas, and we want to make sure they remember what the score was. Do you think Santa Clara got the message in the two matchups with BYU this year? Yeah, that's why Monday we said, what does BYU have to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday? <laughs> Straight up. just Because of that sound. Just <laughs> overlooking. <laughs> well, they're coming off a loss, too, which is why I think it's different than last year is when they open up against Santa Clara. They're just they're angry. You know, they're frustrated. They want to take that out, and Santa Clara happens to be the team in the Dragon. Way. All yes. of this works with dragons. Breathe some fire, man. So after Santa Clara, most likely... <laughs> breathe a, some fire? Breathe some fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> most likely a third matchup with perennial conference bully Gonzaga. Now let's talk about that for a minute. This is called the West Coast Conference uh, Championships, right? The real name, though, is the Gonzaga Invitational. <laughs> you have to go through Gonzaga to win this, presented by the West Coast Conference. I don't think that the WCC will agree with me, but our stat of the day might convince you. Holy cow. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Gonzaga has made the tournament championship game 18 straight years. They won 13 of those. Now, the format used to be different where you would get, uh, if you were the one or two seed, you'd go all the way to the semifinal, win one game, and then you're in, right? That changed when BYU, the, I think the second year when BYU came into the league. 
So it's a little harder. Gonzaga has to win three games now, okay? But Gonzaga gets to the title game. You win, you go through Gonzaga. If it's one of the five years of the last 18 that it's not Gonzaga, you had to beat Gonzaga. BYU has to beat Gonzaga on Monday. I know they have to beat Santa Clara. Yes, obviously. But if BYU is going to win a tournament championship, if the Dragon is going to go off uh, on somebody in the in, in this tournament, it has to be through the Zags. We learned yesterday from ESPN analytics specialist Paul Saban that BYU has a 90% chance of beating Santa Clara. You say no, 100%. It's, it's 100%. And a 34% chance to win the first two games. Only 34 Take that down to Only 16%. 34%. Take that down to 16% to run the table and win three in Vegas. That, again, all according to analytics. So BYU, yeah, they're going to need some dragon-like performances to pull off something special like that. And we just tweeted out a link to Paul Sabin's article from today about some of those numbers. It's simple. You want the crown, beat the defending champions. And BYU's coming off a loss to Gonzaga at home, but maybe that could be what they needed to get ready for Vegas. Here's Kyle Collins with one more time. No matter what happens, it's not going to be an effort issue. It's not going to be a lack of effort, a lack of care, a lack of passion. You know, we're, I'm going to bring that. And I'm going to make sure that I get all the guys to bring the energy and the passion and give ourselves a great chance to win. You buying it, Jerem? The way that he can do that the most is on the court because Kyle tries to stay even keeled. He really does, and we're going to talk to him coming up. The way, if he can, on the court, continue to play at a high level. To me, the why factor is Nick Emery. If Nick Emery shows up in this tournament and plays well, BYU's going to win it. BYU will win this tournament if Nick Emery, the honey badger, shows up. Because I think Chase Fisher and Kyle Collinsworth will play well. I hope Zach Selyus uh, comes to play as well, the two freshmen off the bench. But mainly Nick Emery. If he plays well, I don't, I don't see why BYU can't win this tournament. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Enter the Dragon! Use the hashtag BYUSN to join BYU Sports Nation. Kyle Collinsworth says he'll play like a dragon at the tournament. What other animals best describe BYU players? Jerem Jordan says Nick Emery is the honey badger. I say Taysom Hill is the leopard. Injured but coming back stronger than ever. Keeps tweets coming. There's some good ones. We'll get to those later. Up next, the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Kyle Collinsworth, joins us. How does BYU do something it hasn't been able to do in 15 years? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are live from Las Vegas, the Orleans Arena, alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Join the conversation whenever you feel so inclined by using the hashtag BYUSN. Get some buckets, Jerem. I got a bucket. Now I can't reach it. I'll get it. Hey, the men's team plays tomorrow against Santa Clara for Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio. And today there are three games, two women's quarterfinals, one of which is BYU at 3 Eastern time, another quarterfinal after that, and then the men's opening round game. So three games today and then tomorrow, four men's quarterfinals. We're going to be busy. I love it. This and is my favorite yeah. month of the year, man. This is fantastic to be Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Our Twitter question today, Kyle Collinsworth says he will play like a dragon at the tournament. What, what other animals best describe BYU players? Use the hashtag BYUSN. And speaking of the triple dragon, Kyle Collinsworth joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Kyle, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. How long had you been thinking about that dragon thing? Was that random or was that kind of a calculated <laughs> thing? Um, Chase and I have just kind of always been joking around saying it, just 
since we've watched The Hobbit, the last one. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Smog! <laughs> yeah, so uh, we just always joke around and just say stuff like that, and then it turned into teammates calling us that a little bit, and and then turned into this. So, so you guys were... Yeah, you really are double dragon. Yeah, two-headed dragon. <laughs> so, so Smog was the inspiration. Are there any other dragons of note, like Trogdor or Toothless or Peach Dragon? Are those involved at all? <laughs> a little bit, but mostly Smog. It's <laughs> a good one. I love it. Okay, now that we've got the really important things out of the way, Kyle. <laughs> uh, what did it mean to you to be named the West Coast Conference Player of the Year as a senior? Um, it meant a lot just because all the hard work I put into it, you know, all my off seasons, my rehab with my knee, just everything. And it just, it felt good to be rewarded, you know, individually for the hard work and just for kind of my unique game, all the different stats that I can do, assist, rebound, and score, steals, just to be rewarded for that. It felt good. And it's nice to see someone that's versatile be rewarded for that because generally it's like the leading scorer of the best team, yet it's the third-place team. So you could be – Jaron Brownridge uh, wasn't going to be the player of the year because they struggled with BYU, a top-three team. So I thought that it was a team award to a degree as well and an acknowledgement of you as an individual. Uh, but but what's, it, what's it like – you mentioned your knee rehab. You come back to Vegas, the site of that event that has affected you, know, you and motivated you uh, quite a bit. What – is that still on your mind? Does that stay with you still two years later? Uh, it stays with me, but in a positive way. Whenever I come here, I'm just extremely grateful to, for the fact to be able to play a game. So whenever I get in Vegas in this tournament, I just, I'm just i extremely grateful. I'm just excited to play. Nothing else. Just excited. Because I remember going down here and not knowing what my future was with basketball, and then I come back every year, and I'm just super excited. Kyle Collinsworth, the WCC Player of the Year, holds three BYU school records, assists, offensive rebounds, and I believe and straight up that's rebounds. right, straight-up rebounds. So, Kyle, with everything that you have accomplished and the crazy numbers that you've put up in your career, what will you remember most about playing at BYU when it is all said and done? Uh, I think just my teammates, just being around – because you're with your teammates all the time, you're practicing, you're working hard together, you're on the road together. So I think just the memories I've had with my teammates, I think that will stick with me forever. That will be the thing that stands out the most. I have a lot of friends on each team I played on, and even from way back from my freshman year, I'm still close with you know Jimmer, Charles, obviously Brandon, and just people. So each team, you become extremely close with people, and Chase, he's he's my best friend, and it's just kind of strange how it worked out, how he ended up at BYU and just the timing of it all. So just the memories with all my teammates would be something I'll always remember. Yeah, it's crazy to think uh, how long it's been from your freshman year to now. That's That's been a, a lot of good basketball at that point. Um, has yeah. this, is there a greater sense of urgency or preparation? Um, has that affected you guys knowing you you probably need to win all three, you need to win the tournament? Is there a greater sense of preparation and urgency? Yeah, I think for sure. You know, I think I think we, we're using it as a, a positive tool for us to just, you know, motivate us and to play with even more urgency, like you said, and more energy. You know, right now, I'm just trying to get the guys to take it one day at a time. 
because we know we need to win three games, but we can't do that without winning the first game. So I'm just trying to get our guys to stay in the present and just take it one day at a time, just stay in practice today, just worry about practice today, and then after that, just relax, and then when the game comes tomorrow, worry about that. So I think that's how you win these tournaments, if you just don't overwhelm yourself with the fact that we got to win three games and just take it one day at a time and one game at a time. Now with the freshmen that are significant contributors in Nick Emery and Zach Selyus, what are you telling those guys knowing that game number one comes against Santa Clara and that's a team you beat by 34 and 36? So how do you help those guys especially kind of stay even keel and not overlook a team like Santa Clara who you straight up blew out twice? Yeah, just I think Coach does a good job at that. He's been well, just reminding everybody that it's tournament time at Las Vegas. Teams come in and play different. So Coach has done well at that. I just tell the guys to play loose and just play hard. And I think that's as long as uh, the freshmen can just play loose and be confident in themselves and play hard, they'll, they'll play well. Where are you practicing today? Uh, I don't know. I think in the Misty Mountain. <laughs> well played. Well played, Kyle. I, I, I think a uh, uh, high school somewhere. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, never, I never know. I think you may have an underrated sense of humor, Kyle. Where has this been for I, a while? I wasn't sure if you were like as nerdy as I am. I don't think you are, but you had seen The Hobbit, so I appreciate that. Well, I've seen the wall. <laughs> after practice today, what's the team's schedule like? What do, you, what do you do after you get the practice out of the way and, and have some time to kind of sit and think about what's going to happen over the next few days? Oh, we'll get some food, and then we'll come back and just relax. And in the evening, we'll have a team meeting and watch some film. So mostly just relaxing, just hanging out together as, as teammates. We know nutrition is a big deal to you. What did you have or will you have for breakfast? An omelet, a ton of water. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's down there, but an omelet and fruit for sure will be down there. So I'll have that. I enjoy my, su- oh. my suitcase is chock full of healthy goodies and protein and stuff like that. There's no leafy greens in that suitcase. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. I did. I did enjoy the post game uh, press conference. I think it was the Portland game. You sat up there and while Chase spoke, you consumed two bottles of water, and then as you walked out, you declared hydrated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I drank more than him. I just made sure that was clear. <laughs> okay, it's a competition in everything with you two, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when you look at. The performance that you put on with us in the BYU TV commercials, how, how would you rate your abilities as an actor, Kyle? Well, I think I have a better shot of a career than Chase, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we got the dragons not, not, in our commercials. Not saying that he doesn't have a shot. I just think I got a better shot. You have a better shot. When it, okay. Yeah, when it comes down to it. You mentioned, you know, stay in the moment. Let's worry about today's practice. And then Santa Clara. Um, how do you how do you prepare for so quickly and still try and okay let's win this tournament let's take it one game one practice at a time but the big picture is okay we we know we do need to win all three how do you how do you manage all of that? I think uh, well we can't worry about the next game until we win this one. But I think if you really think about that, like you can't win a tournament unless you win your first game. 
So that's kind of just been our mindset. And it's just, it's just something that helps a lot when you just stay in the present. Because you think about the future too much, you get anxiety, kind of fear creeps in. There's a lot of question marks that you don't, you don't know. So as long as we can just stay in the present and just handle the task at hand, we'll be good. You're right. There are question marks going in. But to you, what's the biggest known about you and this team going into this tournament? Uh, we can beat anybody. And I keep telling our guys that we beat everybody. We beat, you know, the, the Gonzaga at their place. We beat St. Mary's. We can beat anybody. So it's just about, it's all about timing, playing your ba- best basketball at the right time. And I just tell our guys, just worry about playing hard. And, and, you know, just be loose out there. Just worry about your effort being good. Usually if you play with confidence and your effort's good, it's a good formula for success. Whatever it is you need to eat to breathe some fire uh, when you come out, just find it. Find what that is. If it's jalapenos or whatever, just find it and do it, Kyle. <laughs> I will. Great to talk to you, man. Congratulations again on the West Coast Conference Player of the Year Award, and uh, best of luck tomorrow when you take on Santa Clara. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Kyle Collins with on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Live from the Misty Mountain. My homie knows smog in the Misty Mountains. Yes. Player of the year. How much more do you like him now because of that? I liked him a lot. We've known him since he was a five foot nine freshman at Provo. Isn't that unbelievable? School. Yeah. It, by the way, the, the, so we used to do games at a little station called iProvo. That was kind of the first thing we did um, together, and then l- luckily ran, uh, met up at BYU, and then here we are with the show. But um, do you know who the last BYU athlete that went to Provo or Timfew, because that's who we covered, will be? It's not Kyle Collinsworth. There's someone else. It's not Kyle Collinsworth. It's on the f- there's a player on the football team uh, that will be the last guy. Man, no, I'm drawing a blank. Chris Badger. Chris, Chris Badger. Badger will be the last guy that we covered at Provo Tiffy. Kyle Collinsworth is the second to last guy. See, Chris Badger never played when I did games, but oh, he was okay. on the roster. So Kyle Collinsworth is it then. So for me, yeah. like, yeah, it was, it's That's Kyle. Right. But you actually graduated and went somewhere. <laughs> I I've, I've been here since. I branched out. Yeah, you saw the world. I, I saw Provo. And I'm worse <laughs> off for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, great stuff from Kyle, though, because... We, I mean, we sit here, we don't have to, we don't have to take Santa Clara seriously. I know you're like, hey, don't disrespect them. BYU beat them by 35. I expect them to win. That's not, that's a pretty logical, rational thought is sure. that BYU's going to win that game. Sure. Well, even ESPN yeah. analytics says 90%. I don't have to make a single shot. I made my shot yesterday. Like, I'm good, you know. But BYU has to beat Santa Clara, right? And then it's Gonzaga. The, the question I wanted to ask him but didn't because he was obviously pressing into okay, it's just Santa Clara, is did you want Gonzaga? Like then? Did you want them? I guarantee he wants to play Gonzaga. Absolutely, right? Because in my opinion, if BYU beats Santa Clara and then they beat Gonzaga, they will win Tuesday. They will. Because the biggest hurdle is out of the way. And the the issue for BYU was always this. The reason they haven't won since one, they, they used all the gas in the tank to get to Tuesday night a lot of times. Or Saturday night in the case of the Mountain West days. Jimmer Fredette, Lee Kamard, Trent Playstead, Noah Hartzell, all those good players, right? And great players with Jimmer. They didn't, win, they didn't win that last game for whatever reason because there was always a really good team at the end. I think St. Mary's is good, but I don't think they're as good as the teams that BYU faced in the title games back in the day. And luckily, there's no UNLV on UNLV's court. That's advantageous here. BYU and LA, Provo and LA, it's like four and a half, four hours away. 
It's a true neutral site, which is nice, because that was always annoying to play UNLV on Saturday night in the title game. Last Saturday after the loss, Kyle alluded to the fact that we're going to be hungrier when we get to see those guys again. He is projecting in his own mind they will see Gonzaga one more time. They, and that is, to me, that's the premier game of this tournament. It's not even the t- championship game. It's, it's the Monday. It's Yankees, Red Sox, and the ALCS. Yes. Yes. It's, it's Mets, Yankees in the Subway Series or whatever. You know, it, yeah. Yes. Yankees, Red Sox, and the ALCS. It beat Cubs, Red Sox, and the oh, World yeah, Series. Oh, yeah, the Red Sox beat the Cardinals in the World Series. But anybody talk about that? No, they talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. Well, this doesn't compare really to those. But, yes, I get I You get, get the, the idea. idea. Yeah. I, I did compare myself to Barry Sanders and Jim Brown. Oh, we, well, we might as well go there again. <laughs> Kyle Calder says he will play like a dragon at the tournament. What other animals best describe BYU players? At Stanton Lesueur says... At Big Russia 5 wants a role in the remake of Pete's Dragon, seeking actor acting career. He got a good start. It was fun during the summer. We hung out in the BYU Creamery. He all got those, a good shot into Chase as well. Yeah, all those people you see in the Creamery, by the way, none of none of those are actors. Those are all real people just in line to get real food. I thought Chase was great <laughs> in the Mike Elbow segment. Yes, he did. He was awesome. <laughs> Coming up, Athletic Director Tom Holmo joins us why he might be the busiest AD in America over the next month, plus more of your favorite BYU athletes compared to animals. Stay with us. Welcome back, sports friends. Friday in Vegas, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hello from the Orleans Arena. Women's Hoops plays today. 3 Eastern time. That'll be the first of three games today on BYU TV. Uh, you can check it out. BYU versus Pepperdine. BYU, the number one overall seed in the women's bracket. Uh, won the league title by multiple games. They will be in the NCAA tournament. If they win the West Coast Conference tournament, should be a single-digit seed somewhere around 6-7. You would so it think, starts with Pepperdine. If they, win the, if they win the West Coast Conference tournament, I can't see any way they're not a six seed. What are they, five losses on the year? Yeah. Really, really good. They've been ranked in RPI 15. Yeah, then that's, that's the big one right there. That's the biggest factor right there for them in their favor for that single-digit seed. Who knew? We should have kept doing the RPI thing, but for the women. For the, yeah. <laughs> Lexi Rydalch, by the way, it's game day for her and the Cougars. She needs 30 points to pass Danny Ainge at BYU in terms of all-time scoring and 54 points to become the West Coast Conference all-time leading scorer for either gender. So passing... Hank Gathers. Hank Gathers at LMU. Wow. How about that? That's, that'd be impressive. The baseball team took game one of the three-game series with Kansas yesterday, 11-10 in Lawrence. Freshman Kyle Dean at three homers in the game. Bronson Larson and Eric Uri had homers as well, five homers for the BYU Cougars. Danny Ainge quoted the BYU Sports Nation tweet about it saying, Yeah, baby, I see at KDino7. Keep finding a way to win. It was the first three-homer game for a Cougar since 98. Game two today. For Eastern, you can watch it on ESPN3. Maybe it's an omen, Jerem. BYU hasn't had a player hit three home runs in a game in seven, six, 18 years. They haven't won the conference tournament championship on the men's side in 15 years. Is is this the year? Is this the year that people do crazy things? I, I, yeah, that's a that's a weak sauce tourney train, man. <laughs> that's a Rob Morris whistle. That's what that was. Yeah, it, isn't it crazy that this, I feel more confident about BYU's ability to win the tournament this year than... Any year in the Dave Rozier oh, because there's not a giant at yeah, the end. Yeah, makes sense. BYU is on par with St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That's just a step behind five conference losses, but I don't think anyone believes that BYU is the team that lost to Portland and Pacific. That's their worst. 
their best is beating Gonzaga and St. Mary's. So somewhere in between. Can they string together three good performances in Las Vegas? Just do it! Yes. The softball team beat 15th-ranked Arizona in Tucson 4-2 to for its first win against the top 15 team since 2010. So yeah. another long streak has been broken. The Cougars also beat Mount St. Mary's. Five home <laughs> runs in all on this two, in those two games on the day. The ladies play Arizona again and UTEP tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Second-ranked men's volleyball tangles with seventh-ranked Hawaii on the road tonight in the Stan Sheriff Center. The 11-match, 33-set sweep streak is on the line. I believe it's been 42 days, or 41. 41 days. 41 days since BYU lost a set. So if BYU Whoa. loses a set tonight, but they win the match in four, will you be disappointed? No, because winning is awesome in any form. It really is. A lot of people complain about the means. Accept the end, and then you can look at the means and, and figure out how you can be better. If BYU won, beat Santa Clara by only one point, would you be disappointed? Absolutely not. No, I, w- I would say, okay, win is good. Wow, that was closer than Does I thought. Does anybody care that BYU beat Santa Clara by two in the West Coast Conference Tournament last year? No. Does anyone really remember that it was a two-point margin? You just remember that they played Gonzaga in the championship. They got game. to That's the championship because they beat Santa Clara in the first round and then beat Portland. Just you, win. I don't really remember the ne- the score of the Nebraska-BYU game. I actually do 33-28. But, I mean, I just remember that BYU won, and it was like, the score in the end is not as important as just – yeah, win or lose. Although, you do want to blow them out. But a dramatic win over Gonzaga, to me, that's better than a blowout. Is it, Because it's more painful for the opponent. Well, yeah. in, the, in that moment, it is. It is. Like, if you, like, they have victory in their clasp, and then it's just like, you I wanna, snatch it away. Well, I like sports like I like my movies. A little bit of unpredictability. A little bit of drama. Some excitement. Some uh, conflict, some resolution, right? But wouldn't BYU blowing out Gonzaga be like the most unpredictable thing ever? You got me there. Point, Spencer. <laughs> and one. Count yeah. it. So, I'm telling, <laughs> yeah, so I would very much enjoy watching BYU do the unpredictable thing in that sense. Because it just, it's but just like, hard to do. But like a buzzer beater or something, yeah. you'll remember that forever. Oh, of course. <laughs> and you have the Trevor Maddich reaction. And Trevor would react like that. Absolutely he would. <laughs> Let's get to the Twitter machine now. It's Twitter time. BYU basketball player and West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Kyle Collinsworth, says he will play like a dragon at this tournament. What other animals best describe BYU players? At Nick Lee 51 says, Nate Austin is a raptor. No question. Well, this is Rex. Rex. Yeah, so the the raptor, yeah. But he kind of does run like a raptor. Yes. Well, a dinosaur in general. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, his... 100%. <laughs> you, know, you know how there's those, those dinosaur, like, raptor costumes that people can get into? Uh-huh. Nate it comes up with some good Halloween costumes. Like, if he wandered around campus in that thing, a, oh. set, a 6'11 guy in that thing? That would be an elite costume. <laughs> that would be next We're level. We're talking Tom Homo Abe Lincoln status in yes. terms of Halloween costumes. Yes. Tom will join us, by the way, coming up. Woo! At that Wiley guy 91, Air Lars 1, Zach Selyus, is definitely a flamingo. <laughs> Channeling that leg game, hashtag short shorts. He sent out a picture of he a flamingo. He tweeted it out. Skin and it's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's not now Cor- you're getting it, people. It's now you're getting it. Corey Brewer type skinny legs. I went to the Rockets jazz game last week, and I was like, that's a pro athlete? His legs are so small. But that, that's pretty good, the short shorts. A ton of people have been like, uh, Cougars? Yeah, okay, we know that they're the BYU Cougars. Really? Come on. We, you can do better than that! 
at Ron Bond 2015. There's an F for creativity. We can do better. He says, squirrels are persistent, so I think of Tyler Hawes. Last year when he was injured, his ankle, and kept playing. Admirable. Does anyone want to be compared to a squirrel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chip and Dale? <laughs> Those two little squirrels? What was the, ba- what was the bad like, squirrel's name? Oh. Do you remember? Because that's in our wheelhouse, our age. The bad squirrel? The, well, the, like the bad guy in the Chip and Dale? No, not Alvin not and the Chipmunks. Chip different one. Someone will tweet it. Those are Chipmunks, not squirrels. I'll look it up. Okay, yeah. Well, you go I, to the go to the interwebs, Jerem, and yeah. while you look up that really important statistic, Rescue Rangers. I have another important statistic to remind all BYU fans of. Countdown to the Wildcats. One Missed it. Hey, I have a... Where'd it go? It went over there. Oh, okay. I, think, I think I have a new challenge. I'm going to go get if it. If you come back here and you make a shot on that hoop in this show, I will go, I will stay silent in the countdown with you for a day. I'm doing it. Okay? Jerem's going to do it. When we come back from the break, Jerem's going to do it. Take your time, man. This is a big shot. No, you can't. No, you can't use those. No. You got to use the real ball. Not the, ti- not the tiny ones. Get the big ball. Up next, BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo joins us. What does he think about the schedule that the football team's going to take on? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. If you miss an episode of this show, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up at 3 Eastern Time, BYU Women's Hoops in Action, the number one overall seed in the women's tournament. Take on the nine-seed Pepperdine at 3 Eastern on BYU TV. Joining us now is probably the busiest athletic director in the entire country, and I mean that quite literally, Tom Holmo. Because of his NCAA tournament selection committee responsibilities and conference tournaments and whatnot, with how much traveling he does, he's a very busy man. And I think you ran here to get to, get to this interview, right? <laughs> well, as much as this old man can run, if you call that running. You could probably run a faster 40 than I could. Yeah, you know. I, I bet. Yeah, I bet that happened right now. And you don't even have an ACL in one knee or something, right? It's it used to. I used to have one, but it seemed to go away at some point in my career. Yeah. Uh, last week there was this discussion about maybe because last year I had a shaved head, as you recall. Maybe Spencer shaving it. You you had a message for me after the volleyball match. I, I don't know if you wanted to tell don't, Spencer. Don't do it. I'm not going to shave my head. I'm not shaving my head. My mom would never forgive me. <laughs> the, the viewership would be affected. Yeah. My dad was a barber. All my years growing up, and when I was until I was about twelve, I had I had that haircut. The it was, haircut? It was just easy, yeah. just to cut it all off. It's cheap, so baby. I, I had to live with it, so I'm saying don't. Do <laughs> don't, it. don't some do people, it. yeah, some people have don't have a choice, so you have a choice. Don't. Hey, what a day for BYU athletics in general yesterday. When you look at what baseball and softball did, and volleyball's got this crazy streak going with sets like. Even though it's about basketball and football is in, in the middle of spring football, like this is a good time for BYU athletics. Yeah, that's a good, there's a lot of things going on right now, not to mention tennis, golf, swimming, track and field, softball. It's, there's so many things going on right now. and it, it, This is a time of the year where you can't really keep track of it, and someone does something great. Like we had two guys yesterday that qualified for the Olympic trials, and it, that's hard to make the cut on all the information it's a fantastic achievement so uh it's good we got some great great kids 
Tom, when the dust settled on the uh, 2016 football schedule, which we, we knew the opponents from Football Media Day and Boise State State changed, but what do you think of the schedule that uh, you and your crew put together? Uh, it's hard. <laughs> I, I said last year, I thought last year was a hard schedule. We put that together for Taysom and Jamal being seniors, and then we don't really have any either one of those guys. The team came back last year without those two guys and did a great job, competed fiercely and and this schedule's tougher i feel like this team is probably personnel wise better maybe than last year maybe just because of the uh, there's more depth we have a few more people coming back from missions and a couple freshmen that'll help so uh as tough as the schedule will be i think we'll be very competitive what is your message to the new football staff been when you say oh by the way you got to play arizona and michigan state and mississippi state and boy state what what is that conversation like well it's interesting when when i was interviewing kalani and and when the staff came on they they realized what they're signing up for and they knew it and i think you want to hire a coach that's eager for something like that uh it's it's what we are doing right now being an independent and those games and those teams that we're going to play will be important for us to have future success these guys are up for it. I haven't even seen one spring ball. I won't be able to see a spring ball. I'll be gone the whole time. I might be able to sneak something in. But uh, I, I hear a lot, and I, I always call every night and get the report of how things are. Everybody healthy? Did anybody get hurt? That's <laughs> yeah. the first question because we're going to need everybody the next year. On a Thursday road game that's obviously going to be on ESPN, like uh, UCF in 2014, Boise State, uh, is that a situation where you'll you always want to do it because it's on ESPN, even though situationally and with the preparation a little harder? Yeah, it's very definitely difficult. I talked to Kalani about that one. Uh, that was something that happened under his time, and it's amazing how he just jumped on it and said, "You know what? Our guys, we want to be on TV. These guys are going to want to play on TV. That's a great stage. We have a great tradition with Boise State. A great." Um, I, I shouldn't say a great tradition, a great rivalry that's relatively new. And we're going to keep playing. We're going to play for a while. But that seems to be a game that ESPN is always going to want. And so we do have in the contract with ESPN that we do have to play, if they'd like to, two games a year uh, on, on non-weekends. So if it's going to be then, that's the case. We, we play the – I believe we play the Friday before that. Mississippi So we State, actually right? gain – uh, I don't know if you gain, but it's not Saturday. There's one more day than there There's would be. One more yeah, day there are at least six days between. Yeah. And it, it's not like you're – it's not a huge travel. It is getting right. on a plane, and but that travel shouldn't be too bad. But all those things come into consideration, and it just wasn't worth saying no to have a game on TV like that. Sure. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo with us from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. We are at the West Coast Conference Tournament talking about BYU football right now. Recently, Taysom Hill announced that he was coming back. And you just referenced that Jamal Williams and Taysom are going to be part of the 2016 schedule when you set up the 2015 schedule for them. So how do you feel about those two guys being in the backfield per se now facing this schedule? I just have always loved veteran leadership. And uh, they were going to be the seniors last year, and we missed them both. There's just something about those two guys that you would know that um, it's just being part of the program for so many years. They know the ins and outs. They've had failures. They've had successes. They know how to. They know how to, whatever the thing is. Uh, and we seem to be playing more and more younger guys because they're better. I think we're we're kind of plugging into a a real good recruiting format, and we're going to be we're going to recruit the guys that are going to play younger and. When you play at any level tonight, you're going to see, or over this uh, tournament, you're going to see a lot of freshmen playing on the girls' side and the boys' side. 
and it helps if you have freshmen on the field to have some senior leadership. So I always feel good about that. I agreed with that sentiment. I said, in my opinion, the key to the whole men's basketball tournament was the play of Nick Emery. He's kind of been a Y factor for BYU. Do you need some blue gog- more blue goggles to take with you? Because last year, uh, with the committee, you took a picture with those blue goggles. Which was, that was awesome. It's probably the moment of the year for the show. <laughs> well, you know that the selection week this year is not in Indy. It's in New York City. So I could put those on and take a few pictures out with the you could okay. walk out people and fit on Times in. Square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> By the, what is it, the Naked Cowboy at Times Square? Oh, I don't, I'm not sure about that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably avoid, probably avoid that guy. <laughs> Do you do you feel like right now in your experience now as a, a selection committee member that the situation that BYU is in where they have they have a top fifty win against St. Mary's they've been pretty good against the RPI top one hundred but they have those three RPI two hundred plus losses do you feel like they're in a situation where you probably have to win this tournament to get in definitely have to win this situation to get <laughs> yeah. in. it's not that it's I, I'm I you could say that I, I think optimistically we'd like to say well if we played a great game and lost in the semis I, I just don't think that does it because it's just another loss it's a great team uh, that you've seen I, I think at times we look great and at times we haven't so it comes down to this is March Madness and for BYU sometimes you, you it happens that way where we got to win it it happens that way for a lot of teams and a lot of conferences that have that. It's going to be interesting to see this conference what happens. You know, I'm not so sure, and this isn't something as an insider. Sure, but I think if you look around, some people have Gonzaga, St. Mary's in if they lose, and some people don't. So the only one that matters, the only vote that matters, is the last one on Selection Sunday when those ten vote, the ten selectors. If if they get in or not, and it'll it'll a lot of will depend on how they play in this tournament. Mm. Everyone seems to be a bracketologist. We would like to think that we have an idea of what go- you're one of the ten, right? So what what weighs more when evaluating a team? Because we've talked a lot about top fifty wins and RPI two hundred plus and the way you end the season and road and. I mean, how do you determine what criteria matter? It's just the 10 of you get in a room and then it shapes itself? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I really wouldn't consider myself a bracketologist. I mean, I look at it, but I think if you look at someone like Joe Lenardi, I mean, he, he's looking at the bracket. We actually, as a selection committee, do not put the games together. You just put them in a list, 1 through 68. What do you mean the games together? It, it, well, I'll explain that. It, what happens is once you get them through 68 and they're seated one, two, three, four, first, uh, right. first seeds, four, five, six, I mean, five, six, seven, eight, second mm-hmm. seeds. Then what happens is there's this incredible software program that this wizard staff member at the NCAA has, has created where the, fir- the number one seed in the country goes to the closest location regional. That's it. They get it. They've earned it. Mm-hmm. The number two seed then, it's all, it's all automated up on this computer screen, goes to the next closest seed uh, uh, regional. And so far and so, forth, and so on and so forth. But there's these built-in little, uh, I don't know what they call them, but flashers. You can't play somebody that you just played. You can't have a rematch. They look at all these things. And it, and it pops it up, and then you move them over. So basically, by the end of it, that they just sort them. And you don't know who's playing. Like last year, it came up when, when we're watching it happen, it's Kansas versus Wichita State. 
and everybody went crazy. Like, that selection committee put that game together. You don't put the games together. Mm. It's just seeded, and then they go based on location. So it's That's news. all it is. You seed it, and then it's news to you. You kind of yeah. watch it and go, okay, yeah, we, we did that kind of. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm going to say this right now. You'd have to be extraordinarily brilliant as while you're seeding down there. Plus, there's 10 people voting. So many opinions. So you, you, don't, you can't go, ooh, here up at number 13 is going to end up playing. Can't do it. It doesn't happen that way. And so when you when that bracket comes out, we look at it and go, "Oh my goodness, there's a great there's like that was Kansas Wichita State last year, yeah. and everybody in that state said, "Ah, they did it on purpose. Didn't happen that way. We didn't do it on purpose. That's that no, that's great insight because that's something that Jeremy and I and a lot of people across the country really wouldn't know that that goes into that selection process. And see, that's why like with Joe Lenardi, he's actually bracketing the tournament. He's putting people in those things, and and nobody can do. You can't do that. You can put the top four seeds in. You you could do that. I mean, if you if you guessed right, selecting one, two, three, four, the number one's going to go to this city, two to this city. You can do that, but after you get past the yeah, good luck. second round. I mean, second seed, you're done. Okay, well we we have uh, compiled some more BYU Sports Nation swag for you to take to New York City. So if you uh, let me check, are there blue goggles in here, Ben? No, I hope they're sure there, there are. are. Okay, there's so, some blue goggles. Yeah, yeah. Just we'll in case sure you need those. an yeah. extra pair. Like, We've got you taken care so of. So this is the brand, the Blue Goggles, forever and ever, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see in like four years. No, I also <laughs> have uh, I have uh, Denver first round, second round. Then I go Are to you saying you need Anaheim, 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 and then Houston. So okay. You need some clothes for those places. I think I need four. We got, four we got a whole bunch. Four? We'll yeah. get you three more. Okay. We'll get you 18, whatever, whatever you need. Tom, great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Good to see you. Good luck, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a bow on this day two West Coast Conference Tournament, BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation and today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout today, Jerem? Kyle Dane, three homers yesterday in the win. The softball team beat 15th ranked Arizona. Congrats. Great day. We just talked to Tom Holmo, the athletic director at BYU. We also had the WCC player of the year, Kyle Collinsworth, on. Thanks to them for their time. All right, Jeremy, you got to make the shot. Jerem's got one shot to try and get me to not do the countdown. Oh, and he made it! Yeah. Tomorrow, okay. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. We'll see.